Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. And this is episode 43. 43. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't quite sure then myself. <laughs> so we're recording live in London in the Actors Centre in this Covent Garden. This is very exciting, Steve. Which is not actually anything to do with art. Well, it is art, but it's not your art. It's your acting. kind of art. It's though, my Steve. art. Yeah. We're, um, in we're in Stephen's uh, environment today, folks. We are, but we're covering your art. So it's a bit of, bit of a mix mash today. And we're in the, uh, in the green room cafe area. So there's probably some ambient noise. Maybe. I'm not quite sure. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. But we thought we'd take the opportunity as you're in town. Yes. To record a, a show. Yeah, I'm going to see you tonight, Steve. You are. Tell them why I'm here. You're here to watch me. I think you mentioned last week. Oh, did you, I? You did oh, mention right. last week that you were going to be Well, watching. I'm very excited about it all. And I think we're actually grabbing some attention from people around us as well, aren't we? We are. Everybody's fascinated. Wondering what's moment. going on. They think I'm waiting for someone famous to come through that door over there so I can <laughs> run over there with a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly interview them for, a, for an art podcast, which has nothing to do. Um, anyway, let's get back on track, Steve. Let's get back on track. So... Let's start off. You've got um, we've got some things here. We've got some feedback first. So let's start off with feedback. This came from a user on YouTube who commented on your video how to draw cat's fur, and this is from Rose Coloured Glass. So um, I don't know what their name is, but here's their feedback on the how to draw cat's fur. Absolutely beautiful. I've been painting cats for a while to raise money for my local animal rescue sanctuary, where I got my lovely old cat, Abby, from five years ago, when she was at least 10 years old. She's the best companion in the world. I may be a bit biased, but I really fancied trying pastel drawings too and was a bit lost in that department. Thank you for your inspiration and instruction. I hope mine turns out as good as yours, and I'll be, I'll be delighted. Thanks again. Oh, well, I hope she sends a picture in. We yeah. Look at it. Isn't it lovely, though, to get that sort of feedback? Yeah, so that was the How to Draw Cats first. So anyone out there that wants to know how to draw cats first, mm. you've obviously got a video on YouTube that you can mm. that people can check out. So thank you so much for that feedback. It's always great. You get quite a lot of feedback, I know, from YouTube. Um, but it's great to, to hear well, people's stories. Well, it's nice stories. every now and again to, to wear it, isn't it? Not only for the people that are obviously giving us the feedback, for other people to listen to. Yeah, so it's something. It's a new idea of yours, Steve, which is great. I like it. Good. Okay, so the next one we had is also from YouTube. This is um, cat portrait introduction, starting with pastel pencils. This is from two o one Katara. I think I've said that right. She says, "I assume it's a she. Maybe it's not." They say, "Thank you so so much for uploading these lessons. I'll en- really enjoy. I really enjoy watching your work." You honestly bring so much to life into your drawings, especially through the eyes. Thank you so much. Well, actually, there's a good point there because one of the things that I used to... People used to say, why do, you do, why do you like pastel pencils so much? And I used to say, when I was doing the exhibitions and the shows and the workshops, it's because pastel pencils bring life into a picture. It breathes life into a picture. You, just, you get a picture done in watercolour or oil or acrylic... You, you lose the life. It, it's kind of representation, and it's a good one. And the talented artist um, can reproduce them very well. Pastel pencils, however, even if it's done on amateur level, breathe life into a picture. And this is never more obvious when you see an exhibition. I've done a few exhibitions with my classes and, and so on. And you see a variety of different skill levels, really. But every one of them, without, without exception... Is a, is a living, breathing animal. 
It's amazing. I mean, I used to, you know, as I used to do classes, and the same thing happened there. I used to go around the classes, and someone would do dogs, cats, lions, tigers, whatever they were doing. And I found always, when the picture was finished, no matter what the skill level was, the animal lived. Really? And people used to say that, used to mention it. How incredible, Colin, why is that? Well, I can't really analyse it, but what I came to the conclusion was pastel pencil is like the consistency of it lies on top of the paper, basically. That's what you're doing. Although it's actually going into the paper, you're pushing it into the paper, it actually lies on the surface of the paper, like pastel does. If you were to see one of Degas' works, and not that I've ever seen one, folks, but if you were to ever see a Degas pastel painting, it would live and breathe. Really? Oil, watercolour, acrylic, and so on, don't have that same effect. It's only the pastel pencil that does it. No, I'm sorry to go on is at that, one, but no, is that, that is, is a that really, really interesting um, Is point it more to make. prominent in the eyes? Is that Because she yep. mentions here, or they mention here, well, about it's, the eyes. It's, no, it, it's everything. If you think of fur... The texture. You, yeah, yeah, the you texture. You can feel it, you? That's it, exactly. People can say and that. That's what people used to say to me. I can actually put my fingers through the hair. Mm. And uh, it's a quite a compliment, but it's not just a compliment to me. I think it's a compliment to the pastel pencil, mm. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's the medium itself, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay, so moving on to some questions now. Here's the first one. This came on our mixed media, the, the Quinton that you've just finished. And this came from Jerry. Hi, Colin. Firstly, what a magnificent painting. Since finding and joining your art club, I have found my medium pastel pencils and look, f- and look to your, you and your site for challenges and guidance and really enjoy your lessons. I have a couple of questions on this landscape challenge. Why use a mixed medium? Why not just one or the other? And two... Can it be achieved by just pastel pencils? And if so, what extra pencils would be required? I'm not a lover of wet painting of any kind, I'm afraid. So let's deal with the first one. Why mixed... I think I know the answer to this one. But why use a mixed medium? Why not just one or the other, especially with this Quinton? Well, the the simple answer is you don't have to, really. Um, It's sometimes nice to do something interesting. You know, when you're doing any artwork, really, you're doing it for two reasons. One is you want to produce a picture and two, you want to enjoy yourself. And both of those two are equally important in my opinion. Enjoying yourself means sometimes getting your teeth into things that maybe, you know, uh, are experimental. Maybe they're, um, you know, interesting enough to deviate from what you've perhaps normally done. Now, the, the work, the watercolour work and the pastel pencil work combined is just like that. You can see that from the Quinton, how I was fascinated by the way the, the Quinton came out, you know, in watercolour. It really came out well. And you could have left it like that. Mm. You could have, I, I did say that, didn't I? You yeah. could have left it like that. Adding the pastel pencils give it just a little bit of embellishment, a little bit of extra touch. And I love doing it. I enjoy doing the watercolour. I enjoy doing the pastel pencil. So that would be really in a class, I would say, of... Enjoying, enjoying yourself, indulging yourself in your art. So that's the reason I did it. Could you have done it in all pastel? Uh, well, this, that's actually the second, mm, mm. second question. Could it be achieved by just pastel pencils? It, uh, yes, you could. You could definitely do it in pastel pencils on its own. However, I've got to say, 
that it would be different. You would have had a different effect. With watercolour, you have the uh, light over dark aspect and you, the, the trees particularly going over the top of the sky, no problem at all. When you're doing pastel pencils, you have to think about that a bit because yeah. if you did a sky and you try to put the trees on the sky, it wouldn't work. Technically more difficult. Mm, yes. However, the, you know, look at the Romney Church, how successful that's been. Amazingly successful. Mm. Same kind of picture. You know, water, um, it had everything in it. And that worked well, but it was a different kind of picture. So, yes, you could, I could do Quinton in uh, pastel purely, pencils. Purely pastel pencils. Okay, mm. good. Okay, thanks, Jerry, for that question. The next one is from Marianne, and this is about DVDs. Hi, I viewed your wildlife lessons from Northlight Artist, uh, their website. I purchased those downloads from there. My question is, does your DVD show the entire process versus only one ear, one side of the tiger, lion, etc. I prefer the DVD form versus downloading, but I don't want to purchase your Double Wildlife DVD set if, it's, if it is the same action lesson that I've already purchased. By the way, I sent them a note telling them how great your lessons are and what a very good teacher and talent you are. I'm so glad I have found your website and have now become one of your members. Have you ever used coloured pencils with your pastels I look forward to your future lessons with you thank you, you're the best, I hope I can download your lessons onto my Kindle Fire, we shall see let me know if you have any advice on that so I'll answer the last bit of that Marianne Um, you can download the lessons onto your Kindle Fire, Um, the lessons well the lessons, they're played they're streamed off of the website so, so people can stream them off any internet browser, whether that's on an iPad, a Kindle Fire, any any device that has got access to the internet, you can stream the lessons. Let's start with the first question that she's mentioned. The Double Wildlife DVD set. What does that show them? What process does that show them? Right. Well, it shows them everything they need to know, really. Um, the, the problem we have with the DVD, especially in the Wildlife DVD, which covered six subjects wow. in three hours. Now, we do one subject in four hours, don't we, yeah. on our member's site. Yeah. So you can see that from that, you're not going to get everything in. We yeah. can't do that. This is why we... This is why we started the member started site. Member yeah. site. So we could you know, increase the um, teaching. So you will see everything, though. What I do there is, instead of me doing a long-winded eye, it's a short-winded eye. Yeah. <laughs> but you still get the information. Yeah. And it's the same with all the fair. I, I go... Obviously, you wouldn't just do one subject. What I normally do, if I was doing, say, the panda, for instance, in the wildlife DVD, I'd show the eye in almost entirely, you know, the whole thing. When you come to the fur, now you've got black fur and you've got white fur. Once I've done a little bit of black fur, the whole of the rest of the black fur is exactly the same. Yeah. So if why, I do yeah. a little bit of white fur, all the rest of the white fur is exactly the same. You see? So you don't have to do everything, do you, don't in know. a situation like that? Yeah. And that applies really to most of uh, the animals. So I do enough of my DVDs to, to get people by. Yeah. We never had a complaint. We've never had a problem with the, the DVDs. No. So we know that people like them. But the DVDs are, you know, that you have to be restricted, restrictive mm. on what you show because you've mm. got a limited time, whereas on the member site, we're not restricted. That's so, right. No. So... Marianne's a member, so she'll she'll see that and she can fully indulge herself. Mm. The so the next part there was another part to that. Have you ever used coloured pest, uh, coloured pencils with your pastels? Well, the answer we is that definitely mentioned no. that last week. Didn't no, we? we can't do that. Uh, although Marianne probably already knows that <laughs> from the I'd podcast probably, last yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, you can't. They don't, they're not compatible. No. 
Okay, the next question we have here is from Jessica. Hi, Colin. I'm working on the European Goldfinch, and I'm at the point of using the pastel sticks, but you don't mention the colours by number that you are using. Do you happen to know or remember which ones they are? I have the 60-count tin, but as you know, there are more colours in the open stock that come in the set, so I don't want to attempt guessing. Uh, let's start with that, because there's another, there's, another, um, there's another part to that question. So the... The pastel sticks for the European Goldfinch. Yeah. Were they used on the background? Uh, yeah, they were. They were. Well, no, not just on the background. I use them in the fur. What I use with, what I use with polychromo sticks, the problem you have with them is if you try to use polychromo sticks just for the background on its own, I think I mentioned this last week, you have the problem of marking. It tends to mark them. Mm. And this is why we always put a foundation of pastel pencils in first. Then on top of that, you can put the cushions, the sticks, yeah, yeah, and rub them in, and they go very well. When you use the pastel sticks on top of the uh, fur, for instance, oh, the feathers, not fur, feathers. You know, I I did use some polychromos there. It was just to enhance, really. Polychromos are, are a little bit more. There's more pigmentation with them, so they're a little brighter. And they'll go over the top. So I do use them there. But you don't happen to know which ones. <laughs> Certainly no. not in this situation, when we. No, I don't. Well, we only we've only got we only use twelve, don't we? At any one That's time. The twelve, now. the twelve that you sell yeah. on the site. Yeah. And those are on the those are on the um, website, Steve. So I suggest any get, if anybody wants to know, just look at the colours. Look at the colours on the twelve. They don't have to be exactly the same colour. As long if it's a red, it's a red. It's an ivory, an ivory. Um, uh, or a brown, it's a brown that's on there. They don't have to be the same colours, okay. as long as they're compatible with the pastel pencils you're using, really. Okay, great. Uh, so the next part of this email, on a separate note, I would really love if you could do a project that starts with taking and using your own photo, moves to showing how to do a line drawing from that, and then your thought process on how you would go about choosing the colours to use. I've watched the series you have on YouTube that does exactly this, The World mm. Through an Artist's Eye, and I found it extremely interesting and perhaps the most helpful of all the videos. So I was hoping if you could do another just like that. Well, funny you should say that. I don't choose these. I mean, that came in, didn't it? Yeah. This week. But we are going to do just that with a couple of dogs. I've got a couple of dogs that... Uh, this is news to me. Vicky. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm I don't, I don't you know, know this. Vicky, your sister Vicky. I do. Well, she's got a very, very good friend of hers in uh, L.A. who's got a couple of cracking dogs. Mm-hmm. And I said I would do them for them. Now, I'm going to do them on the member site anyway so people can see them. And what I'm going to do, I've got two photographs of these animals. Now, I'm going to have to adapt them. Now, I'm going to show this on the site. I'm going to show Great. how we work the photographs out, how we choose the, the, which photograph to use, the positioning and then we'll do the drawing, and then we'll do everything. And so from right from the beginning, right to the end, they'll see it all. That is handy, isn't it? Yes, it's going to be it's something. That, and we're going to, interesting, we're going to have two dogs in one picture. That's never been done, has it? No. Never, never done that? Well, oh, I've done it, yes. I've done have it. In, not on the site. Years ago I did. I've done, uh, I've done a couple of dogs. I've done three cats once I did oh, in blimey. one picture. I don't remember that one. Yeah. I, I'll... I'm going to leave you all guessing on this because <laughs> how we actually do it. Yeah. Do we get the two dogs photographed together? Separately. Or do we do yeah. them separately? If we have them separately, you have are, to, is yeah, the lighting yeah. going to be right? Good. All of these are, will be answered, these questions. So it's going to be fascinating to see. That is a teaser. I don't know when it's going to be done. It'll probably be sometime next year now. Okay. All Fantastic. Right? Good. Excellent. All right. Well, that's, that's, all the, that's all the questions that I have 
got. Well, this has been great. Can I just mention, Steve? um, I don't know whether you were going to mention it, but I'll mention it anyway. Stephen has got hold of an absolutely fantastic gadget. It's a size of. Just a large, bit larger than the mobile phone, would you say? Yeah, it's probably it's a bit, bit just chunkier, a little bit, a bit not chunk. much more than that. And we've got two mics that plug into it. It's the mobile phone of the nineties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. And we've got two mics that plug into it, and it's it, it's all in a little package, and it's absolutely fantastic. And we're sitting here really comfortable in the actor's centre. It, it means we're more mobile. Doesn't it? It means we're more mobile. Oh, it does. We can do it anywhere. We do could. it anywhere. Next we'll time, Steve, we'll I think be we'll do uh, Park, outside Buckingham Palace. Uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Interview a couple of the guards. <laughs> I'd love to do that. No, yeah. I think this is fantastic. So, so it's opened it all up well, for you. It's good. It? It's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the good thing about this is, um, is obviously I've started uh, another podcast, or two, two more podcast shows I now, know, and yeah. it's so handy having this especially f- for doing these podcasts here at the Actors Centre. So just to plug whilst, I'm, whilst we're on, on air, yeah. I'll plug the uh, Don't Be So Dramatic, which we're now on to episode four. Um, in the last episode, we interviewed some, a friend of mine that is on Broadway. I know, he was great, Matilda. wasn't he? I've listened to the first one. And you can hear about his, his story, how he went from West End in the, at the age of nine. He did was you, on the West End. Did you, did you broadcast that? Here, the Actors Centre. We recorded it just in the studio recorded down it here, there. Did you? Yeah, really? yeah. Oh. And um, so, yes, don't be so dramatic. Is on iTunes. So, if anyone out there is listening and wants to learn a little bit about that, then they can. Um, but anyway, excellent. Okay, well, that's it. I think we'll we'll um, stop now. Okay, <laughs> lovely. Well, I've enjoyed it, Stephen. It's been absolutely fascinating. Good, good, excellent. Okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. And uh, we'll see you all next week. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your your week. week. Everyone can go back to their normal lives now. They can, yeah. We had a lot of interest, didn't they? Everybody was walking past. They probably thought you were someone famous. Oh, that's... I never thought... Well, I am. Wait, what do you mean? (laughs)